Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. everybody. This is our first Latina Speakers and Coaches meeting of 2022. It's January 18th. We are so excited because we have um, our first male guest ever. You have broken the barrier. (laughs) We were the... the, the, Thank you. The gallo got in with the gallina. So here we are. We are excited, and I, I and and uh, you know we're inclusive, we're inclusive. So we 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 let we let Oscar in. So um, I want to just let you know that today we're going to be talking about LinkedIn. It's such a valuable resource, and also just ways that you can maximize it. I want to read a little bit about who our guest speaker is. He's going to be giving us a presentation for about a half an hour or so. And I'm hoping there's some interaction in there. And so it's not like, you know, we'll all be in there. And then um, the last part of the meeting, we can ask questions. Um, they're, they're a little networking. Tell us who you are, what's going on. And we save that till the end just because we tend to have more people <laughs> present. But we definitely want to get to know each other. I, I want to welcome Olga, who's here for her first meeting with us. So hello. And if anybody else is new, um, I don't think, Gabby, you were here last month, weren't you? I think you were here before. I've been here before, but I wasn't part of the last meeting. Okay, all righty. And Karina is here, I see that. Marisa's my co-lead. Angelica is Oscar's daughter and she's his assistant. We got Irma, who's our, she gets the gold star for best attendance. And uh, we just have all kinds of amazing people. So let me tell you a little bit about Oscar. He said, I'm going to give you kind of the shorter version of his bio just so we can get right to his beautiful presentation. He's the founder and chief empowerment officer of Aspira Consulting. His name is Oscar Garcia, by the way. Um, He's based out of Silicon Valley. This is a training and consulting firm that provides culturally relevant career and leadership programs. And what I love about Oscar is he calls himself an introvert turned international speaker. So if an introvert can turn into an international speaker, anybody can get up to the mic. He's given over 500 seminars. He's trained over 20,000 professionals across five continents. And he calls his style a prac trainer. He practices what he trains others to do. Uh, He is an ESL student turned contributing author to Hispanic Stars Rising Volume 2, The New Face of Power, where his story, I Am a Minority, highlights the importance of embracing the struggle, valuing our identity, and the power of vulnerability. As Chief Empowerment Officer, Oscar empowers you, so opportunities come to you. And that is our beautiful warm welcome for our good friend, Oscar Garcia. So take it away and if you need to screen share do anything you like you go right ahead yes i will do do allow me to share my screen Uh, that'd be awesome but nancy thank you very much for the beautiful introduction thank you for your friendship 
Um, we've known each other now, certainly before the pandemic. I remember, I don't know if it was the first time, but I do remember um, one time meeting face-to-face -face at a Starbucks, I think over in Union City, Hayward area, out in the, <clears throat> in the East Bay. And, um, and then prior to that, uh, talking on the phone, getting to know each other's story. One of the things, uh, folks, is uh, that uh, just sticks in my mind about Nancy is about her story is growing up, um, uh, uh, my parents had a side business a, that my dad was a butcher in Mexico. And so in the U.S., every weekend we uh, sold meat, you know, like, you know, fresh meat, like the way they do it in Mexico. And in fact, the way they do it in most countries. All right. And I would go to the flea market uh, to sell the chorizo and et cetera and so forth. And come to find out that Nancy also grew up or worked, you know, at some point at the San Jose flea market over there. Nancy, you're the only flea market uh, buddy that I know. <laughs> Hayward, Hayward flea market. San Jose oh, Hayward, rivals. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had, uh, I had a, I'll, I'll I'll join you in that one. Were you Santa there Fe, too? Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet in LA. Oh, okay, <laughs> been there. That's a great swap meet. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start a group on LinkedIn called the Flea Market. You know, uh, coaches corners, <laughs> something like that. Anyways, but uh, everyone, I'm really happy to be here with you virtually. Um, I, um, I really want to make the, today's, I don't like to call it a presentation because it sounds kind of too formal. Um, and you're going to see that my style, I'm not that formal. In fact, I'm just laid back, easy going. And I do want to make it though as engaging as possible. Uh, I'm going to um, feel free actually to interrupt me at any time during my talk with any questions that you have. I promise you I will leave plenty of time at the end to also answer your questions. Um, I even have LinkedIn up, so you know I can go to it, um, share the screen, look at your profile, whatever, okay? And lastly, it's a safe space, right? Like, don't feel embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, I don't want him to look at my LinkedIn profile, you know, whatever, okay? It's like, no se preocupen. Like I said, estamos en familia here, okay? So let's go, oh! And again, I do um, want to once again introduce my daughter Angelica. Angelica works with me. <clears throat> she is the cultural engagement officer uh, at Aspida uh, here. And she graduated from uh, Cal State Monterey Bay in the top 0.001%. In fact, if Angelica and I were in school together, I would be copying off her paper, okay? <laughs> and it's true what they say, certain traits skip generations, because I barely graduated from Berkeley, okay? So uh, anyways, here we go. Let's uh, switch, share my screen. Oh, yeah, okay. And oh, where are you? Ah, come on, why am I, what's going on here? Sorry, folks, one second, let me push this down. Okay. You can see my screen, it says five tips to beaching going on LinkedIn. Yes, all right. Who doesn't want to, well, first of all, I already know you're, uh, all of you are Chingonos, okay? I, Nancy didn't even have to confirm it, okay? But she did, and I already know, okay? If you're gonna be part of Lean In Latinas, if you're gonna be uh, taking time away from your busy day, you know, family or whether or not you have family, just, you know, some time away from just self-care or whatever to be here. That means you want to grow 
um, personally and, uh, you know, you're, you're making some sacrifices to um, just continue to grow in, in, your, in your career and your entrepreneurial spirit uh, and whatever it is that you do. So at all, I know that you are all here chingona. So again, I am going to be talking about some, giving you some tips on what we can do on LinkedIn to just um, do uh, uh, excellent here. So I'm going to start off first on LinkedIn, okay? And like I said, I'm going to leave time here uh, to answer your specific questions. Um, but um, one of the, I think the uh, one of the important things that we need to do on LinkedIn is what I refer to as valuing our identity, who we are. LinkedIn is uh, it's certainly a professional platform very different from Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, and so forth. But I think, and also what I believe in, and what I've seen too, I think over the last three or four years is that there's been a, a sort of the pendulum has kind of been swinging a little bit more from the one end of being like, being treated like as this conservative, stuffy, boring, professional platform. And the pendulum's kind of swinging more towards middle where, um, it's okay for us to, again, like I said, value and embrace the, our, our identity and be a little more authentic. In fact, actually, I think it was about two years ago, I changed my profile. Um, some of you, if you go onto my LinkedIn profile, you can see it's kind of that colorful you know, picture of me that's on my uh, podcast. Whereas before it was um, more of a professional, quote unquote, professional photo, right? So. Uh, Anyways, yeah, there it is. There's the picture that you can see a little more, you know, casual. I think it's kind of a little more sort of a, like in the middle of the sort of conservative and it's certainly not, you know, I'm not in my, you know, um, you know, uh, tank top or, you know, at the beach with no shirt or anything like that, you know, like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Okay. One of the first things that captures people's attention is again, your picture. Um, your picture is, um, what I encourage you to do on your profile uh, photo is to um, take a picture of yourself where you are smiling. Some of us have this attitude like, oh my gosh, Oscar, you know what? I don't like my smile. If that's you, I was one of those uh, people. I remember um, uh, making a career transition in working as the head of the local chamber of commerce, the chamber CEO. And all of a sudden it's a very public position, a lot of, uh, events, ribbon cutting ceremonies, and, you know, a bunch of pictures and all that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I hate my smile. God certainly has a sense of humor, right? And so, you know what I started to do? I actually started practicing smiling, practicing smiling. And I know that sounds kind of silly or whatever, but I'm like, listen, you know what? I'm going to have to look back at these pictures. Might as well, you know, be happy, you know, the way I look. But definitely smile uh, in that photo. And the reason why is because we come across friendly. There's also the background image, that sort of long image that you see in the background. Um, I have a, a logo and it says empowering you, so opportunities come to you. Take advantage of that space as well uh, to add a picture. What I recommend, and, and Nancy tells me that you had a talk earlier or before someone talked about branding. So make sure that that photo coincides with your brand. If you're you know, like Edema um, in the legal profession, I would encourage you maybe to put some kind of a photo that's related to your profession or the type of work that you do. 
Next, that yellow rectangle box that you see, that's the other area that's very, very important. And just like it says here, you know, you want to make sure that you write a headline that grabs people's attention. Now, in my case, um, uh, I have gone keyword. There's a couple of ways that you can go. Keyword, you can go short little phrases, uh, sort of kind of a, a tagline. And let me give an example. So I did a one-year consulting gig at LinkedIn. My uh, title while I worked at LinkedIn was Community Partnerships Manager. By default, if you don't change it, LinkedIn just grabs your most recent position, that title, and puts it up there. At the time when I worked at LinkedIn, I used a short, uh, I changed it to a short phrase that said, building community through public and private partnerships. Building community through public and private partnerships. That was my headline then, okay? Kind of gave you a little bit of an idea of what I did, but it sort of left you curious. And see, that's the, the, the key thing to, to create this curiosity so that people click on your profile and be like, what does he mean? What does this guy do? The other way today that I'm gone is keyword. That's another way that you can go. And um, I've gone keyword because this, this particular area too on LinkedIn, it, LinkedIn is um, kind of a keyword driven platform, right? So I, so I want to make sure that I have the right keywords in there. So if someone's looking for a speaker, someone's looking for the, that's doing some LinkedIn training or author workforce development, these are all areas that I, uh, that I, that I uh, have skills in and that I work in, it will pick it up. But here's the other thing too. If you notice the, same, the second statement there, the one that Nancy, I mean, she even pointed it out. Instead of just saying speaker, or keynote speaker or TEDx speaker, because there's quite a bit of those, okay? I said, you know what? What is it about me too that speaks about my personality, but also can, can draw people's attention, be like, what is this guy talking about? And thirdly, fit into that keyword algorithm, you know, that, that keyword search uh, feature that LinkedIn has. And so that's where I came up with introvert turned international speaker. You would be surprised how many, how often I get people asking me the question, Oscar, like, how did you become a, a speaker if you're an introvert? Or, you know, they'll connect with me on LinkedIn. And the reason why they connected is because they were drawn to that. So this area is very, very important, folks. Okay, it's almost kind of like, it's, it's a combination of an art and, and some, some, some science in terms of coming up with those words, all right? Okay, next area on LinkedIn that's also very, very important is your about section. Your about section is the opportunity, our opportunity to tell our story of our career journey, okay? Now, a couple of tips here. I recommend that you write it in the first person. Uh, I recommend that you, when people read your story, make them feel like you are virtually across the table at Starbucks. And they're like, hi, Nancy, hey, nice to meet you. So tell me about yourself. Well, Oscar, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. So when they're reading that, you make them feel that way. I have seen some profiles that are written in the third person. Again, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just not my style. Third person is not my style. That is the professional stuffy, look at me, look who I am, you know, right? That, again, not my style. Now, down on the bottom right, if you notice, there are three 
questions that I encourage your about section to answer. Number one is who are you? Okay. Um, talk about some of your personality traits, right? Put them in there. Number two, what do you do? Again, that it comes down to your career journey. Now, if you're like me who next, no, actually, because we're still in January. So in March of this year, I'm going to turn 53 years old. And I've been in, in the workforce now for, oh my gosh, I graduated Berkeley in 92, ah, 30 years this year, okay, that I graduated from college, oh my gosh, okay. Um, so I have a lot to talk about in my career journey. Pick what is most relevant to you right now. You no need to go back 30 years ago. And my first job out of college was important. Capwell. Those of you that have grown up in the Bay Area know what I'm talking about. I think Nancy knows what I'm talking about. Okay, important capital. Okay, stories. Okay, no need to go way back. All right. Number three, talk about your why. Why do you do what you do? What's your passion? What's your cause? What's your belief? Now, I do a, a separate talk, okay, but when I am referring to your why, I'm not here talking about your personal why. I'm talking about the why, what's in it for other people in terms of your services that you provide. And let me give you a distinction between the personal why and the why, what's in it for others. On a personal level, the reason why I'm doing this talk here is because I love helping other people dream bigger. I love inspiring them and I love serving, helping other people. That's on a personal level. But folks, we're all naturally selfish. You don't give a rip about that. What you want to know is what's in it for you. Why are you giving up eating your dinner, you know, an hour later or something like that today, okay? It's because you want to know what's in it for you. So in this case, my why as it relates to what's in it for you is I empower you so opportunities come to you. And then if you notice in the second paragraph, it's right there on that first line, a chief empowerment officer of a speed of consulting, I empower you so opportunities come to you. That's what I mean, folks, okay? So answer these three questions, okay? And also be willing to let the world know that you're actually going out, like quit hiding in the closet, folks. Like if you notice right there, okay? And, and I'm talking about being authentic. If you notice in that like almost last second to last sentence, I say, in the US, I'm too Mexican. In Mexico, I'm too gringo. Over time, I learned that what is important is what I tell myself. Folks, like who writes that in the in the stuffy profession, professional LinkedIn about section? Hardly anyone, except for Oscar Garcia. So you know what? Basically, what I'm letting the world notice, I'm just going, and damn right, I own it. So can you like stop hiding in the closet your chingonaness and put it in your about section, folks? I don't even know if that word that is even a word. Oh well, but anyway, we'll keep going. Okay. Next tip that I have for you folks, one of the things is I don't expect any of you to be fully engaged on LinkedIn and spending a ton of time because LinkedIn is a tool. For me, it is my business. So obviously, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, all right? So what I did is, is and I came up to help you and also to help myself is to be very strategic and efficient and really learning how to work smart on how to use LinkedIn to create engagement. And I came up with what I call the rule of 25-5. And let me show you what I mean. So the rule of 25-5 says is, is that when you go on to LinkedIn, scroll, scroll through your newsfeed and find posts 
that are related, that are tied, connected to your brand, to what is of interest to you. And when you find a post that has at least 25, you know, those thumbs up, hearts, you know, whatever thinking, whatever, you know, emojis that they have, and at least five comments, go in there and comment. Underline that comment. I don't mean just hit the thumb like, okay, but comment. And when and the reason for that is because what happens is, is that when you write a comment, all 25 plus those five people and the author of that post are going to get notified that you commented. And what happens is when you have a kick butt LinkedIn profile, it's going to alert it. And oftentimes they're going to check you out. They're going to check your profile, which is a reason why you need to have a strong looking all-star type profile. Because when I do that, folks, is that then leads to connections. It leads to it building my network. And I'm doing it very strategically. I don't just go randomly be liking stuff and all this type of stuff. But again, it's that comment. This is what I mean, folks, okay? Just skim through it, all right? Okay, next, next tip is writing what I call the boomerang post. Okay, the boomerang post. And let me show you what I mean by that. First of all, you know, boomerang, right? If you know how to throw it correctly, you throw it and the boomerang goes away from you and then it curves and it comes back to you and you catch it. So it's kind of like a U, right? So I call this the boomerang approach in terms of writing a post because what it is, is, is that it is where you edify, you highlight the situation, the event, or someone else, you tell a story, and what ends up happening is, is that you also end up highlighting yourself, your network ends up appreciating, valuing this post even more so. See, I see posts on LinkedIn where people are like, I'm honored to speak at such and such event. I'm honored to be the keynote speaker. Can I tell you something? You should be honored to be a speaker. I'm honored that Nancy invited me to speak to you. I really am. But I didn't go around on LinkedIn posting that I'm honored because that's a given. Secondly, a post that says I'm honored is about me. It has no value to you. Zero. And I'm all about adding value to my network, helping you. And so here's an example of a post. So I wrote this story, I said, 45 years ago, a family and their five-year-old boy arrived to Mount View from Mexico. Like most families trying to settle in, they needed to open a bank account. They went to downtown Mount View and walked into the first bank, only to leave because no one spoke Spanish. They went to a second bank, and again, no one was able to help them. They went to a third bank, and again, no one spoke Spanish. Feeling almost disillusioned, and nearing the end of Castro Street, they saw Wells Fargo. They walked into Wells Fargo, hence, you notice I tagged Wells Fargo, okay? The company uh, near the entrance was a young woman graceful with a friendly smile and a warm demeanor who spoke spanish she helped the couple open an account the couple remained customers until the passing almost three years ago today that five-year-old stood before 100 plus friendly wells fargo team members to speak on how to connect to reconnect thank you wells fargo for connecting with my family that five-year-old kid was me folks you, do you are you really understanding folks about the boomerang approach here you see how telling a story you can relate probably some of you are probably like your eyes are welling up right now okay because you're all like i can relate but if i would have posted a monitor who gives a rip all right 
So here's the format. Story. I thank, right, Wells Fargo, my client who invited me to speak, and I thank the people specifically, and I thank them who invited me to speak, folks. This is the boomerang approach. Next, all right? Listen, all right? I, who doesn't like good cheesemen? Okay, I mean, like I do. Okay, count me in. I love cheese, man. I love gossip. Okay, and I will spread that gossip really good. But here's the thing, folks there is positive and negative cheese, man. I'm here to talk about some positive cheese, man, some positive gossip. Okay, this is the next tip. These are things that you can do on LinkedIn to spread some positive cheese, man. Okay, number one, write a review. Listen, if you're connected to Nancy and, and, you know, and Maria here, from what I understand, they're the two leaders here of this informal group. They're taking time away, right, to do it. If you haven't done so, I know they did not tell me this, okay? I'm just saying this myself, okay? But if you have not gone to LinkedIn and written a recommendation on, uh, on, on LinkedIn about this group, spread some positive achievement and do it, okay? Do it. Number two. If you're like, well, I'm too busy, Oscar. I don't know what to say. Okay, fine, está bien. Then can you endorse your skills? What does that take? This, click, click, click. Okay, folks, come on, all right? Next, here's the other one. LinkedIn, like other social media platforms, right? Alerts us when, well, if you have your birthday, birth date on LinkedIn and it's featured turn on, it will alert your network that it's your birthday or a work anniversary or you change jobs. Now, here's the thing, folks. This is one of the reasons why I love being a minority because I actually don't do being a minority as a negative. I actually view, view it as a positive meaning that I do, I observe what the masses do and I do the opposite, all right? The masses go onto LinkedIn when they see this alert because even LinkedIn makes it so easy. I do me like seriously, okay? It makes it so easy for, for us. Well, it even gives us a standard little pop-up thing that we can just click that says, congrats. Congrats. Like I know when people are so bien flojos and they just click the congrats because all of a sudden I see the same thing from like 20 people. Congrats. You know what? I don't I don't wish someone happy birthday on LinkedIn. I don't wish someone uh, congratulations uh, for their uh, job or work in university. You know what I do, folks? Either if, if, if I have their phone number, either I'll call them or text them or on LinkedIn, I'll click the message button and i'll send them a voice message hey nancy i was just thinking about you you know what um i see you know happy birthday hey congratulations on the job how are things going that extra step folks is what 90 uh 99% of people will not do and that step of being more personalized is what sets you apart from the masses folks it's more personalized that's what i mean another example is spreading cheese Next, number four, how about making some introductions? Just last week, I had my friend James Ford from uh, Colorado, who the guy's been for the last seven months looking for a job. I introduced him to another friend of mine, uh, a recruiter uh, out of um, uh, Florida. And I did it via LinkedIn. I just said, hey, you know what? They said, this is James, my buddy James, you know, he's looking for your services. Perhaps you can help him. Boom, made the introduction. I think, hey, listen, my goal is not to help them close business. My goal here is to just connect good people to good people. And then lastly, number five, folks, is 
highlight people, right? Highlight people on LinkedIn. And let me show you an example of what I mean. So every Friday, I do what is called a thank God for my network post. First of all, if you're wondering why I picked Friday and why I call it thank God for my network, it's because 99% of the people out there on Fridays, what do they message? What do they post? Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Folks, can I tell you something? I don't give a rip if it's Friday or Monday. I'm just as fired up Monday as I am Friday. I'm just as pissed off Friday as I am on Monday. I do not let the calendar dictate my attitude. In fact, the older I get, the happier I'm getting. Quite the opposite of the majority of people. I'm going to live to 150 years old. And I'm going to die with a smile. So Angelica, David, you know, get ready here, okay? So what I do, folks, is I just randomly take a screenshot on my phone of someone in my network and I create this little image here okay I pull a little tagline little words that's you know to me this is what this person resonates and then I post it and I tag the person and I share it on my network and I say something positive and you know what sometimes people like Sue will see it but they get alerted okay and sometimes they comment they're like thank you Oscar I really appreciate this and then sometimes people don't say anything I don't give a rip that they thank me for it because I don't do it for that I do it unconditionally folks this is an example again of spreading positive cheese folks so next time someone says cheese is Milo tell them to talk to OG okay I'll set them straight Next, folks, last tip here, and then, you know, open it up to some questions here. The power of vulnerability, the power of vulnerability. This is a big one, okay? It's going to take some time, but uh, I want to share with you a quick little video. So turn up the volume on your speakers, all right? And um, here we go. Thank you, folks. So, folks, I shared this video on LinkedIn. Some people were like, what? You told people that your mother was undocumented? I'm like, yeah. Why did you do that, Oscar? Dude, because that's my story. I can't change it. I don't want to change it. And if it really bothers that my mother was undocumented, then Sorry I made you watch the video. I mean, like, unfriend me, unfollow me, whatever the heck LinkedIn calls it, because I don't care. Like Mana says, me vale. Here's the thing, folks. On one end of the spectrum is tends to be the younger generation that overshares. 
I broke up with my boyfriend, with my girlfriend. Look at me, I'm in Cancun and I'm taking a selfie from this height because so, I want to look skinnier. I know the trick folks, okay, right? When you take pictures from this angle, right? It makes you look skinnier, right? Or on the other end of the spectrum is the generation that are 40 and older that were guarded, right? I just, me, I remember my dad, no, don't you dare tell anyone that I'm an alcoholic. Okay, dad, I won't, yeah. Right. It's like either end of the spectrum, you can't tell you're an onion, except for that in the middle, there's a happy medium where we can be professionally authentic folks. And here's the thing, in order to get to that middle, it is a process for many of us. And I raised my hand, the first one to raise my hand, cultural baggage and a bunch of other baggage that I had to let go. Okay. It is a process, but I encourage you to take some steps, folks. Leave the un dia, leave one day behind and start today to help you and be more vulnerable. There is what I call the three R's. Number one, be real, folks. Be real. Think of someone you highly admire and, and respect. And when you hear them speak or you hear about the story, they talk about the challenges that they went through, what are the lessons that they learned, how they overcame those challenges. Do you not have a newfound respect for that person? Of course, right? Number two, be relatable. Folks, be relatable. Listen, I don't hang out with brown people or white people, young or old. I hang out with everyone. I'm like podcast. The, my largest listeners is Angelica's age. And here's it. I mean, no, no, this year on, on, on my kids, okay, on, Angelica and David, they don't listen to me. Yet on the podcast, I have their generation listening to me. Relatable. From a business standpoint, that is um, longevity, folks, because these folks have entered the workforce and they're like, some of them are like, I like that dude. I'm going to recommend him to be a speaker for Hispanic Heritage Month. All right? Be relatable, folks. And then lastly, be respectful, be real, relatable, and respectful. And to bring this together, I want to share another post that I made about being real, relatable, and respectful. That's my mother. She passed away uh, six years ago. And um, one day on, on LinkedIn, I, I put up this post and I made that image where it says, my mother, la chingona, being a chingona isn't by accident. And I wrote, we are enamored with the success of sports athletes founders and CEOs, yet we forget that our own family tree, we have acres of diamonds. She wasn't a CEO, but she was an entrepreneur. She wasn't college educated, but she was intelligent. She wasn't a keynote speaker, but she motivated others. She wasn't salesperson of the year, but she could sell. She wasn't a leader, but she influenced others. She was a chingona, badass. She is my mother. Folks, again, I posted this on LinkedIn. I didn't post it on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not here to bust your chops if that's what you're doing, okay? Or you're not speaking like this about your, your, your family. I get it, okay? Tons of likes, comments. In fact, everyone here that commented were like, my mother's a chingona, my mother's a badass. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I gave people permission to call their mother chingona badass, okay? Final thoughts. And then we'll open it up to some questions here, all right? Folks, don't aim to impress others. Inspire them through your imperfections. Inspire others through your imperfections, folks. Also, 
Okay, and, and Angelica has the link or that she'll share with you. Maybe she's dropped it or will drop it there in the chat, but um, feel free, click on the link and, you know, um, uh, fill out that, that form. Uh, we'll happy to send you some free uh, tips. There's a couple of videos on how to deal with imposter syndrome, ways to build your, your story on LinkedIn. There's also those of you that are more like me, listening auditory podcast. There's a podcast uh, uh, topic on letting go of cultural brat baggage and then bringing your authentic self to, to work. On the bottom left is my email address, my contact information, and then also uh, our website uh, URL. So, uh, all right, uh, Nancy, I'm going to turn it over to you. I see some, uh, you know, like 28 things on, on the chat. So, uh, and open it up to, to some questions here. Well, first of all, thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. We'll give our virtual applause. Everybody put your hearts and your clapping hands and your party stuff. And we got free stuff. Be sure to check out the chat because there's some links to get some free stuff. And then um, uh, maybe Marisa, if you can grab that link, we can also send it out um, or we could post it somewhere in our Slack channel. Speaking of Slack, just a real quick announcement before we go into Q&A. Um, some folks said they were not on Slack. So Marisa is going to be dropping a link in there for you to join our Slack channel or workspace, whatever it's called. Um, so be sure you do that. We want to make sure we got that in there. Okay, let's open it up. We have questions, comments. Um, use the raise hand function, please. If you hover under, if you click on reactions and then you kind of go down, there's a little thing that says raise hand. And that just makes it a little easier for us to see. If you physically raise your hand, we may, we may not catch you. So you can share your takeaways. Um, what, was, what is an aha? Because I had about a hundred. I'll start. I'm I'm guilty of the about section in the third person. I did that recently because I thought it made me. I don't know. Actually, after I I and I was on the fence with it, I felt like it made me crazy. And so this weekend, I probably went back in and changed it to first person. So thank you for the affirmation. I needed that. I really needed that. I needed to hear that. <laughs> Go with your gut, right? Your your in, your instinct, your intuition. <laughs> yeah, definitely, folks. Uh, I again, it's it's just I just I just I'm a huge. You know what? It's our it's it's our cultura to be more warm, to be just more open. I mean, folks, white people did not invent the phrase "mi casa es tu casa." It was us Latinos, right? So, like, that is the approach that I take. With like on LinkedIn and other things, it's like first person, right? First person, because you know, it's just I feel just a lot more welcoming, more warm. Olga has her hands up, and it's Olga's first meeting with us as well. So hello, Olga. Um, I I want to make sure Olga and Christelle introduce themselves today, just so we can all say hello. So Olga, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, where you're from, and whatever your question is for Oscar. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so I'm Olga Patarroyo. I don't think there's many Patarroyos in the United States, but um, for those that are Colombian, Patarroyo is a very well-known last name um, because Dr. Elkin Patarroyo did the initial discovery against the, the vaccine against malaria. 
So I'm super proud of that last name. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I live in Fort Lauderdale. I moved from Colombia when I was 10 years old. Um, and so I you know, pretty much lived my life here in the US. Went to uh, Virginia Tech for my bachelor's, my master's. And definitely had to get out of my comfort zone, you know, when I moved there, because I, I went from Colombia, we moved to Miami, all my friends were Hispanic. So until I moved to Virginia and went to Virginia Tech, that's when I really started getting out of my comfort zone into the American um, way. Um, once I graduated, I moved to Florida and I started my human resources career. So I've done that for about 20 some years. Um, and then um, I just resigned my job uh, last year to become a coach. So I'm a career and life coach, um, officially ended December 31st. Um, I'm super excited. I, I really started doing the coaching beforehand, but it's it's something that comes natural to me. I've always, I have a psychology degree from Virginia Tech, so it just comes natural to me. But I wanted to say, Oscar, like the, the being vulnerable is so amazing because that's really what's, you know, getting me to where I am. And I can mm -hmm. tell you, I was in a coma when I was 10 years old, so to me, once you're in a position like that, you learn from it, right? And your mind switches mm -hmm. and you see things differently. And that's what I like to share with the world, right? So yes, I'm helping Hispanic females to um, get a raise and to get promotions and to get the titles that they deserve. But that comes with becoming vulnerable to understand what barriers are holding us back, to understand the yes. Hispanic way, right? And like, yes. and like, how do you break that barrier? And how do you become an HR executive? Or how do you, you know, like, so yes. there's so many things, but if you're not vulnerable, if you're not open to really know yourself and talk about yourself, it doesn't happen. What I didn't know and learned today is that we could do that on LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. That's just like music to my ears. So I, yes. I love what you mentioned at the beginning because I started doing the commenting without knowing the formula. And I got a couple of people today that called me, reached out to me, and they were like, oh, you commented on something. Can I ask you, like, I see your title. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, and I decided a client today that I've never spoken to before, and she saw a comment somewhere, right? So I was like, that definitely works. And if you get a chance, I would love for you to look at my LinkedIn and just see what I could change, what I could do differently. So I thank you. And thank you, Nancy, and the team, because I'm, like, super excited to, to be part of this group. Uh, that's a great story, Olga. Thank you. Thank you, and and congratulations on all your accomplishments. And um, and folks, everything I tell you, it works, and it works because I do it. That's why I came out. That, the word prep trainer doesn't even exist. I made that up. I'm like, what is a prep trainer? I'm like someone that. It's again Oscar Garcia, right? Making up words here. Someone that practices what they train others. And look, Olga just confirmed it because she it, she experienced it. So thank you, Olga, for sharing that. Love your story. Okay, Olga, I, um, obviously we're not connected on LinkedIn, but I haven't seen it, but again, what I would encourage you and all of you is share like what you just shared earlier about your name, uh, Pato Royo. Uh, I think that's a very beautiful story, a very powerful story to share on LinkedIn, you know? So yeah, share Good. it. Now, I do think stories about my grandmother because she was the first one that came. And then from there, like all our family, you know, it has had so many opportunities and yeah so there's so many interesting amazing stories that I'm definitely going to start sharing some of those <laughs> very good thank you Olga who else question oh uh Irma I see, I see your hand up yeah I wanted to just say thank you and I love your enthusiasm and your authenticity as a bilingual bicultural person is everywhere Yes, es muy bonito how you code switch 
that you don't even think about it. It's just who you are. But to Olga's point, and because I happen to have written a play called Why Would I Mispronounce My Own Name? There is so much. Anybody, anytime that somebody writes about names, there are so many comments because a lot of people, especially people of color, are so used to our names being mispronounced, being disregarded. It's like my work is well known, but nobody knows my name or people mispronounce my name. And so I would encourage all of you to use your authentic name, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and if, you're a, if you wanna call yourself Hernandez, go with it. But most people say Hernandez, but it's your name. You get to decide. So anyway, muchas gracias. I'm going to go check my LinkedIn because I don't remember <laughs> I did it so long ago. I don't know what my, my bio says. So thanks so much for, for joining us today. No, thank you, Irma. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I just want to pop in and say that we have a busy little chat going on on the side over here, and there's some really beautiful comments coming out. Um, and, and Veronica says, I feel seen, Irma. And I think that is something to be said. And, and Marisa says, Irma is my hero. So we want to say so much appreciation of that. And also on our Slack feed, on our Getting to Know You channel, we're inviting you to list your LinkedIn profile and um, and if you click it and and then you know connect with somebody, just you know tell them it's like I'm in Latina speakers and coaches with you because sometimes Oscar, you're probably gonna talk about that or maybe you can because that drives me crazy when it's just like rando human. I don't know who you are. Yes. And then and then, and then they try then they say that oh I was in the audience when you spoke. It's like well why didn't you say so? So tell give us some tips on that por favor. Yeah, that's a great. So um, on the desktop, when you connect with someone, uh, send someone an invitation to connect, um, the desktop actually um, uh, uh, gives you a prompt to, and asks you if you want to add a note. Say yes. And just personalize a note. Something just really quick. Like if I was on, on here, I would be like, you know, say Nancy was a speaker. Like, Nancy, I really enjoyed your talk. I walked away some, with some uh, great LinkedIn tips. Uh, from the opportunity to connect with you. And so, you know, and she knows, right? She put, like she said, she put some context there and it's personalized. On the mobile uh, app, it doesn't prompt you. So what I recommend that you do is actually go to the person's profile. Once you're on their profile, there is three little dots. There's a little kind of light gray, so a little kind of hidden. I wish they made it a little more visible. But tap on those three little dots and then a window pops up and it asks, gives you the option to personalize the invitation. And so click that. And same thing, same message, personalize it. Now, the other, the, another, I don't even call it, it's a tip um, that I found is a lot of times people don't know that LinkedIn on the mobile app gives you the ability to send voice messages. I love voice messages for two reasons. On a personal level, I'm a lazy writer. <laughs> okay, so I'd rather send a voice message. Um, but what I have found because I'm a lazy writer is People actually love getting voice messages. It just feels more personalized. And then like, I've had messages from people that replies back with them like, Oscar, I was so great to hear your voice. Thank you for personalizing that. Or Oscar, I had no idea that LinkedIn has a voice message. And again, it just sep separates me from other people out there that are just sending it. So once you do that, uh, once you've connected, you know, um, send that, send, send that, that uh, a follow up voice message. 
All right, that's what I recommend you do. You know, that, Nancy, I'm gonna also add, because another question too that I sometimes get is, who should I connect with, Oscar? Who do you connect with? That's another one. So folks, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm, I'm giving you the OG version here, okay, of who I connect with. So again, I'm more a middle of the road. I'm not a complete open connector that just connects with anyone. I'm also not one on the other end where it's like, we need to meet in person. If that was the case, I wouldn't be connecting with anyone for almost the last two years, okay? Um, so instead, I use three criterias. So number one criteria is, can I help you? Can you help me? In other words, can we add value to each other? Okay. Number two, do we have any mutual connections? And if the answer is yes, who are they? I mean, I love and adore Nancy. And I know Nancy is very, you know, basically you're borrowing her credibility, right? Because I'm in my mind, it's like Nancy's not just connected with any random person. So if they're connected with Nancy, they must be a good person, right? So that's the second criteria. And then the third criteria, and I've actually loosened this up too, um, especially since back in 2019 when I started doing uh, international trainings and so forth. But the third is where are you located geographically? And, um, and so um, again, those are the three criteria uh, that I use to determine who I connect with. There are Lately, and Nancy, you've probably gotten this too, maybe some of you other, but there are also some people that are in sales that I do, me, like, I just, I, I just know that as soon as I connect with them, they're going to like send me a pitch. And about 80% of the time they do, all right, that, that I do connect. Sometimes I don't connect with those people. I just leave them in LinkedIn purgatory, meaning they're just there still wanting to connect because a couple of people I've ignore it and then they come back and send me another invitation i'm like meeting cabrones i'm just going to leave you there in that linkedin purgatory so that you don't stop sending me these invitations to, to connect so hope that helps folks. all right uh is it uh my parents is it cristella no in espanol is cristel all kinds of versions all good uh Christophe Fernandez um so I'm new and I was um I'm on my phone usually I'm on my laptop but we're about to um run out the door um but um so I am the owner of iVirtual Business Services I started when I had my niña um she's about to be nine so the business is almost nine years old and I've niched, I've gone from wanting to work with womenpreneurs to uh, business women of color and niching it all the way down to Latinapreneurs, um, but women in general. And I am a business system strategist and virtual COO. And basically, like I put in the chat, I geek out on systems and um, project management systems and CRMs. So um, if you have any questions um, as far as that, then please feel free. Um, I just joined the Slack while I got the link, and so I'll connect with everybody else there. But um, but thank you for your presentation today. Um, it resonated a lot with me. Um, I don't concentrate on LinkedIn, but I do have posts on there, and I have like my my marketing person create my post. But I am going to um, I am trying to get. I'm not finding as much of my audience there, which is why I don't concentrate on there. But I actually was thinking of rewriting my bio in um, first person. So yes. um, I'll, I'll be doing that soon because it's not like that. And it doesn't feel 
I hate feeling fake. And a lot of these like um, business stuff, there's a lot of um, where you feel like you have to put up a front. And that's why I want to work more with my raza than anything, because I feel like I can be more me when I'm like, when I'm working with my raza. So, but yeah, so yeah. I appreciate your, and I use the word chingona and a lot of my marketing and, and all of that. So boss babes in English or jefas chingonas or something in Spanish. So yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, awesome. I, I, I love appreciate it. Your, I appreciate your, your presentation today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, who is your audience? Um, so again, so I, I speak, so my, my Instagram and my Facebook is directed more to business women of color. Um, so Latinas or black women. So my baby girl is, um, she's black skin. And so one of the things I had started, I got really ill. So I had to stop uh, the membership that I started a membership for, for black and uh, Latina women specifically, because I wanted her to see black and Latina women rise because she's both of both of those. So um, but yeah, that's mainly my audience. And, and the reason why I ask who your audience is because you made the comment that LinkedIn, it, you don't find your audiences there. So that's why I was trying to understand. And it's also very client. more, it's geared. I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs on there, um, but there's, I ended up, I ended up being more towards either the salesy side, like you had mentioned, right? Where I connect with people to build relationships. And so if somebody tries to immediately like, spammy with stuff i disconnect with them like because i know that if i ignore them like you mentioned they'll just try to spam me and try to sell me on something yeah. and i hate being sold um and the other side is that it's professionals and i don't work with professionals at all i work with um female solopreneurs right so that's yeah. that's why i say that's really not my my audience so let me and again I, there's more to it than the than this here so sure. this is a general comment okay mm -hmm. and to every to everyone here but so the reason why uh, I put the podcast is, uh, is that what I found is, is that the, again, based on my statistics here, um, the analytics is the 40 and older crowd, whether it's professionals that are making decisions, uh, you know, to bring me on as trainers and so forth, they don't really listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. So if I put on my hat and said, I'm not going to do a podcast because the, the decision makers aren't listening to my podcast and I wouldn't have a podcast, but instead, like I mentioned earlier, it's that young generation right now. And so I'm playing the long game. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm playing the long game in that the Angelicas of the world, the, the Gen Z's, the early the, the millennials, they're the ones that are starting to move over the next maybe three, five, seven, ten 10 years. will move into that decision role because those of us right now that are 40 retirar. Mm -hmm. And so, so I played the long game with that podcast. The other thing too, um, and, and I do that, you know, so think about that with LinkedIn, okay, is playing the long game. The other thing too, is I will tell you this folks, is that, and mark my word, it's going to change, okay? Selfishly, this is not, okay, but selfishly, I don't want any of you to get on LinkedIn because the most people that get on LinkedIn and start using it, it's going to screw up the algorithm and it's going to happen what, what happened to Facebook back in 2011. If you notice back in 2011 prior, you posted something on Facebook and a lot of people on your network saw it. And then all of a sudden, uh, Facebook changed the algorithm and now you have to pay to boost your post. And right now, the, the organic reach on LinkedIn is amazing. I have the free version, folks, of LinkedIn. I've had it. I'm going on two years now because the organic reach is amazing. And like I said, mark my word, it's going to change. And when you decide to make that change onto um, LinkedIn and get more active, vas a tener que pagar. 
No, yeah, no, and and I I totally get that. So I am active on there. Like I said, I have like my marketing people. I just have it scheduled and posted up there. I just don't engage there as much as I do in the other platforms. But I I do I do post quite a bit there still. Yeah. By the way, that's the other thing too that I want to share with all of you is don't automate your post on LinkedIn. The algorithm. In fact, actually, social media, Facebook, Instagram. They know when uh, when we're using automated systems, and they will ding you for it. Here's another here's another nice thing about um, in, uh, LinkedIn. If you are a power user like myself, which none of you, I expect you to be, but a power user on LinkedIn versus a power user on say Facebook or Twitter, you need to post on Facebook in order to be meaningful. You know your posts get reached three to four times a day. On LinkedIn, it's once a day. That's for a power user. So if you're not a power user, posting maybe twice a week, you're good. The, the bar is so low on LinkedIn. And then also, the other thing is, you wouldn't, I wouldn't send Angelica to a networking mixer and be like, oh, here, Angelica, take a, you know, 50 business cards and like go around and pass them in. Habla por mí. I go do the networking. So why is networking and building relationships any different online on LinkedIn versus a traditional? I'm telling you folks, relationship first, business second. That's what us Latinos know how to do. Quit Americanizing your business strategy. Let's keep it chingona. What other questions? Wow. Irma, your hand is up. Does it, is that intentional? Okay. There's a little somewhere, something somewhere that'll make that go away. This has been great. You know, um, what I'd really like to do uh, just as a wrap up um, is we, you know, sometimes we get a chance to introduce ourselves and, um, you know, we, uh, we don't have time for like the long networking, but what I'd really like to do, and this will be our last couple of minutes is um, we'll just kind of go round robin, just reintroduce yourself. What's your name? Where are you from? A little something about yourself. And what is your takeaway from today? What is that one thing? And when you're done, just pick somebody else. And then somebody out there is going to keep track of who's gone and who hasn't. So that way you can put in the chat who still needs to go. So I know everybody's, you're all leaders. So somebody will jump up and do that. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'll start and just model it and then I'll, I'll pick the next person. So I'm Nancy Marmolejo. I'm in um, just outside of Oakland in Castro Valley, California. I am a consultant, coach, speaker, trainer, and my, and I'm also the, the co-founder of this group. And um, my biggest takeaway from this was that really what's in it for them, that story of Wells Fargo, that, um, that the storytelling and really thinking about your audience as opposed to what's important for me and me and me and me, it's really about like us, we, and I, I just love that. And I'm going to tag Veronica to go next. Uh, I'm assuming Veronica Sanchez or Veronica Dominguez. 
Oh, do we have two? You, you, yes. There you go. Sorry. Okay, okay so uh, Veronica Sanchez. I live in the uh, Bay Area, San Mateo. Uh, born and raised in Mexico City, Chilanga. Um, I uh, I work in the life science industry here in the Bay. Um, I'm an accountant. Uh, and what I uh, learned from today's presentation from Oscar is about uh, embracing more who I am and stop trying to fit in and lead who with who I am. Yeah. And I would like to pass the baton to Irma. Gracias. I'm Irma Herrera. I live in El Cerrito, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I am at heart a social justice activist. And I do that through theater after three decades as a civil rights lawyer. And my biggest takeaway is that stories are so powerful. If you can connect to a person through a story, you're in. And a story touches people in a way that statistics, that uh, data just doesn't cut it. So it's about personalizing and being yourself. And I'm gonna pick Kesia, if I said that correctly. Hello, everybody. It's Kesia, almost there. Um, so Kesia McCambridge, I am originally from Brazil. Uh, but I'm also Latina, so I joined the group that I can find because there is not a lot of groups of Brazilians, so here I am. Thank you for having me. I am in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, I've been in the United States for about 18 years. You know, I originally came here just to learn English and then I'm staying, then had to figure out how to continue my career here, went to all the struggles, find out that finding out that I was a minority and all of that that you all probably know. And um, I work with learning and development, uh, coaching people, helping them develop in their career and their profession, help, helping organizations to have the best um, talent. Uh, I am a culture, a leader of culture as well. And I work with a lot of different cultures and countries, and that's what I love to do. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you, uh, Oscar, first of all, because um, this was very nice, very engaging. Thank you for sharing your experiences, your stories. Uh, there is always something new to learn, and I am someone who is not. I'm not very in favor of being exposing myself. I don't feel very comfortable. So I really liked what you said that is not about me because I don't like that me, look at me, look at me, look at me, very uncomfortable to me. But I like the perspective of, you know, how do I serve others? What is there that I can offer and make it about other people that feels better. Um, and I also like the unique ways to connect with people, making it more personal. I really liked that. So thank you again. And I will pass to Cynthia. Hello, good afternoon, ladies. Cynthia Trejo, and I am from El Paso, Texas, uh, El Chuco. Uh, I was born in California, but I'm, I live in, in Texas. And it's funny, I met with Oscar this morning. <laughs> it was just, it, it, this is pretty awesome. The world is becoming smaller. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I apologize. I, I got in late. I had a meeting earlier and, and I got in at the, at the back end of, of the meeting. Um, I wish I would have been able to get on because, the, you know, LinkedIn is, is an area that uh, I'm new to, but I have found it to be very, uh, I, I just love the platform. I, lo I love being able to connect. A lot of you ladies, I've connected with you already. And we, you know, and then we've been able to meet and then we share stories and I'm like blown away by being able to meet with, with everyone individually and, and, and learning more about people like us, you know? Uh, and from, you know, the little bit that I've heard here about sharing your story and your why, I do have problems with that. <laughs> and so I got to learn how to share a little bit more of my story. I share a lot of inspiration and, and motivational stuff online, um, but I don't go into, into me. And so that's something that I really need to learn. I think for the most part, women in general is something that we need to learn to be a little bit more open about, you know, the, the what's going on with us and the challenges that we experience because we come to understand that others are experiencing the same thing. And so that opens the door for conversation. So thank you so much. Again, I apologize for being late. Oscar, it's great to see you again. And yes, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> you I forgot to pick somebody and I muted myself. Angelica. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like I learn something every time I hear you speak. And I don't say that just because I'm your daughter and just because, you know, I work with you. Um, but this session, I, I love this session. I love when you do these quick fireside chats because I know sometimes we do longer ones. But I think it's the fact that we were welcomed. Thank you, everyone, for welcoming, welcoming us into your, your group here. And I think the most important thing that I've learned isn't so much from what my dad has talked about, but more of just your guys' reactions and the strong and also inspiration that you guys bring just by meeting together and that collaboration. And so I just wanna thank you guys for, and thank you, Nancy, for having this group. Cause honestly, it's something that we don't see too often of in the world. <laughs> I'm supposed to pick someone, I'm sorry. Gabby. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Gabby Estrada. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm currently out of a job. <laughs> um, I'm transitioning out of the nonprofit sector, and I'm looking to see what's next. Um, I'm having trouble, right, because my whole life I knew I wanted to be in the nonprofit sector, but now I'm like, the for-profit sector sounds great, so how do I make a transition? So this was extremely, extremely helpful, so thank you so much, um, Oscar. Um, my biggest takeaway is to really spread my Latinidad into my profile. Um, right now, it's, it's, it doesn't have that. So I'm definitely going to go back and tap into that storytelling and just add a little bit of who I am um, on a professional level, right? Not just a professional one. Um, so yeah, thank you. And um, Olga, have you gone? Yeah, so I went earlier, but I do want to say one more thing that I got out of this meeting, Oscar, because I mean, you just had it like bam, 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 right? So at the end, when you said quit, quit Americanizing the business strategy, that's absolutely awesome because it's it's just a 
super easy, simple way to recognize that we do that and have that tendency. Um, you know, in the corporate world, in my 20 years of HR, um, I worked for two Latin America companies and I felt that I belonged. Then I moved into an industry that was just US based and I felt out of place and I didn't, you know, I, I tried and I tried and I mean, I was there for about seven years and I did great, but I was not me, right? So being that authentic self, that's just awesome. So thank you. And then I think we have um, Heather. Heather, we can't hear you for some bizarre reason. But just to let you know, Heather's our guest speaker next month as she's finding a way to get off of mute. Um, we're gonna be doing a special Black History Month presentation next month, celebrating Blackness in the uh, Latino community, celebrating our Afro-Latina sisters and addressing anti-Blackness in the Latino community. So get over here next month for Heather. Are you unmuted yet? I just, I killed some time for you, Heather. <laughs> I knew I was like, I gotta do a pitch for next month. Hey. Oh, we hear you, we hear you. Is that better? Does that yes. work? Okay, sorry, my phone. Gosh, I dropped my phone and I just got it fixed. So sorry I was late because I was getting my phone fixed. Hi, everyone. Heather, Anna, Heather Miranda, connecting from Chicago. I'm a speaker, racial healing practitioner. This is National Racial Healing Week with Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. We're doing some uh, virtual circles and um, also a consultant and uh, former classroom teacher and, and college professor. Maybe I'll be back in the classroom again one day. But um, I jumped in late, but it is refreshing. I'll connect with... Um, uh, Oscar, thank you for that, that emphasis. What I often do, I said, I walk in, I can't hide that I'm Latina, so let me just embrace it in all the spaces I am because it's going to come out. So let me stop pretending and never feeling, you know, I'm not going to straighten these curls and I'm not going to change who I am. So I love hearing that and I hope that I can catch a little, uh, you know, a few pieces I put in my my LinkedIn and, and really appreciate critical feedback. I know there's always ways to look and, and feel differently and, and grow, but first gen Mexican-American um, to go to college, second generation born in the US, um, but I'm bicultural and uh, I reclaim the colonizer's language that was lost in my family. So I am bilingual now. So also military spouse, any uh, any veterans uh, and, and military uh, connections out there. That's a new identity that I'm working into the work that I do when when appropriate. So thank you uh, for for what I did catch and, and the energy of all you uh, beautiful people tonight. And yes, I'm working working on some great dynamic Latinas who identify as Afro Latina. So I might have from one to three, so we can have a really great dialogue next month. And I'll help facilitate and pose some questions to um, have us con converse about that and to talk about the ugly, you know, the ugly of uh, the racism that I've experienced and confronted in my own family or my own Latina Latino circles. So we'll have a real rich conversation next month. Who hasn't gone? I, I'm so sorry. Being on my phone, maybe I was missing. I, I 
thing. Did we have two Veronicas that didn't go? Both? The other <laughs> Veronica Dominguez. Yeah. <laughs> I was hiding out, but you busted me. <laughs> nice to meet everybody. I'm Veronica Dominguez. Um, so one of the things that was a takeaway for me was, well, actually three things stuck, stood out to me. So one was, um, you know, not hiding yourself. And I think I hide myself in a sense of how I pronounce my name. I introduce myself as Veronica, um, but it is actually Veronica. And a lot of people that speak Spanish that call me Veronica, I'm like, oh, finally, somebody says my name correctly. That's me, that's who I am. Like my whole life, it's Veronica, Veronica, not Veronica, Veronica. But I think I've, I've lost what the difference is between Americanizing and professionalism is. And that's one thing that I want to focus on is understanding the difference and how to keep both, like how to be able to be Latina and still be a professional, how to bring that into the, the workforce and show that there is representation. Um, one of the things that I do, I'm under the, the learning and development umbrella. So I'm an instructional designer and I um, also volunteer. So I work during the day full time, I volunteer. And in my volunteer work, I do advocate for social justice. And one of the organizations that I work for, it's specific for bringing diverse uh, voices into learning and development. But part of having that kind of impact, it comes with the ability to speak. So what is my story? What does it look like? And for me, I'm very different because I look white. So I blend in. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm over here in San Antonio, Texas. That's where I was born. But I live in Helotus, Texas. And in Helotus, we have more Anglo people here. So a lot of times um, people may not know the culture. They may not understand. And, you know, I speak English really well. If I come to groups where my Spanish has to come out more, I may forget certain things. I have little glitches sometimes where I know it in Spanish, but I don't know it in English, or I know it in English, but I don't know it in Spanish. So I'm Spanglish, that's my, my number one language. <laughs> but that was one of the takeaways that I had was not hiding your identity, making sure that you're, you're understanding the difference between Americanism and, and professionalism. And then one thing that said, uh, um, out to me was also how you represented your mom. That was really neat because I think a lot of times our upbringing shapes who we are and it's things where they didn't have a title back then, but they were exactly those things. So your breakdown of the chart, I was like, oh, I'm gonna cry because that's exactly what my family is. When I did like the educational background um, for like this uh, uh, cultural studies class I was in, I learned that you know, my grandparents didn't even finish middle school or things like understanding our generation of, of going to college was the first. And that's why they were so hard on us that you have to go to school. So when I'm 18 going, I'm going to travel the world. I don't want to go to college. My parents were freaking out like you're going to go to college. <laughs> so it's understanding that viewpoint and the sacrifices that they made to get us to where we want to be and what that responsibility looks like for shaping that next chapter. So I really liked your, your outlook and how you represent that on LinkedIn too. Thank you, Veronica. And she was, the last, she was the last chicken to go. <laughs> we saved the best for last. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Marisa Garcia. Uh, you know, I don't often say my name uh, properly. That's why Irma, you're my you're my hero because uh, I've been Marissa my entire life. Only one person calls me Marisa. It's my mother, and it's when she's angry. But uh, 
I, absolutely. I, I am a, professionally a product evangelist and trainer and a, a, a well, I don't know. what. I, let me look at my LinkedIn profile. Uh, oh, yeah, I do project management as well. <laughs> Outside of work, I am a community builder and I'm involved in groups like this one here uh, because I love feeding off of the energy and learning things from, from people that uh, would otherwise just pass me by. And I would definitely say that it feels like the theme of tonight uh, was that uh, we need to lean into our Latinaness, to our chingonaness, right? And, and not hide behind that and instead uh, utilize it as a superpower and put it front and center as part of our professional identities. And I think that is something that I am gravitating towards that feels more like me. Uh, it, I am very, into finding my authentic voice and my authentic self, particularly as a woman in a corporate environment and as a leader. And uh, this is something that has been very, very helpful for me. And so to know that there are other women out there that are like me and that feel the same way and are you know, feeling that empowerment, I'm just so proud to be part of this community and to be so inspired uh, and fulfilled by the time I leave these meetings uh, once a month. So thank you, Nancy, for that. And thank you, Oscar, for a, a wonderful presentation tonight. Thank you, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you. And Marisa, thank you for being the greatest co-lead for this group. Marisa is amazing. So I don't wanna take the credit. I wanna make sure that Marisa gets it too. Oscar, a question for you. We already got to know about who you are and what you're all about, but what's your takeaway from this gathering? You know what, what? What my takeaway is um, one of one of my takeaways is, is that that um, despite our success, you know, in this I'm, in this particular case, um, uh, our career success or our business success, that we all have insecurities. We all have areas that you know. Obviously, we. Uh, we question ourselves, and that's actually not a bad thing, folks. What it does is, is that, see, for many years, I would look up to that VP, that CEO, or being in Silicon Valley, you know, that startup founder, and I would put that person in a pedestal, and I would be like, I can never be like that person. But the fact that you have opened up and shared some of your journey, some of the areas that you're looking to improve, that actually gives me hope. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm finally around a group of people, professionals that are highly accomplished, but they're like, hey, you know what? I still have some, some work to do and it's okay. Versus looking at it as I have some work to do, there's something wrong with me. And so I wanna thank all of you for just yourself in one way or another, express your vulnerability for welcoming me into your group here and tener la confianza, as we say in Spanish, to share that with you, uh, with me. Uh, I really love and appreciate all of you for doing that. And, and again, for um, abrir la puerta de su casa virtual. <laughs> Thank you. And one last thing, can you just tell us where you are logging in from, Mr. Garcia? <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so this picture actually is in Puerto Vallarta. That's not where I'm at. I'm actually in Cancun. And um, 
it's a quick, quick little story about that. Um, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is the ability to work, especially for the type of work that I do, um, to work wherever I have Wi-Fi. And so I've had the, the blessing that last year um, I went to Pacaleta, uh and spent several months over there. And really, quite frankly, what I've done is started to embrace what I call more multinational living and working, uh, spending time in the Bay Area, coming to Mexico. And, you know, the other thing too, speaking about our, our parents, I'm already reflecting, you know, I, I lost both my parents now almost seven years ago. And, and so I reflect a lot on my, on my parents in the irony with me being down here in, in Mexico and, and living here is that my parents left Mexico, went to the U.S. to pursue a better life. And I have returned to Mexico to live that better life. Just give out the tissues. <laughs> you got us with that Wells Fargo story. Now you're getting us. This is beautiful. We are so honored. You're so you're so real. And it's just such a it's just we one of the things that people say when we come into these meetings is that we don't get a chance often enough to to hang with folks that we can relate to on this cultural level, language, culture, family, heritage, um, all of that, our values. It's just it's just really beautiful. And so I want to say thank you for allowing, not allowing, for, for reminding us to be unapologetically Latina, to get ourselves out there, get our chingona-ness out there and do it on LinkedIn, which I think LinkedIn would terrify everybody. It was like, oh my God, that's where I got to go behave myself. And you're just like, no, let it rip. Let it rip. <laughs> yes. And so we're like, okay, Oscar said that I could do this. And, and, and you know, what we do is we move the needle because somebody else will see you being bold and they're going to take that bold step yeah. and it's going to be a ripple effect. So you are the Pied Piper of cultural relevancy on LinkedIn. And we're just like, you opened the door for people and said, look, I already dipped my toes in the water. It's safe, come on and try it. And so I know that people are going to have big transformations as a result of this. Um, and then Cynthia has one last thing to say and then we're gonna close it out. Thank you, Nancy. You know, I wanted to share, you, got, you all are, are using the word chingona over here. <laughs> I, had to share, I had to share a story since you all are mentioning to share your story. I had a, a national chingona conference in, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month, I think it was November. When was it? September, October, in October. And had a really good turnout. It was it was national. We had ladies from, uh, speakers from all over, mostly from here, from El Paso. But I, I did get some ladies that said, what are you doing? You know, you shouldn't be using that word. One lady asked me to unsubscribe her. She subscribed and I, I never, you know, she was a subscriber. But as I'm having conversations with one of, the, one of the ladies that I've asked to join my team, she's having a really difficult time with this word. But I, I've seen how it just really has given a lot of ladies uh, a sense of empowerment with that word. And I think it is something that we need to, to just really feel comfortable using because it's not what we're, it's not someone, the word chingona is not someone who is a rebel or rebellious, or bad, or all these things. It's someone who calls with calls upon themselves from within to be strong. And the word here that we use, authentic, someone who feels powerful within whom 
they are. And so we got to keep using that word, guys. We got to hashtag it and keep using it. <laughs> uh, I can share, share like a tiny thing about that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go um, ahead, Gabby. So I grew up thinking like chingona is like a bad word, like where I come from, right? <laughs> It'd be like people would say como chingas and that's like a bad thing. Um, so maybe that's the background that people are coming in with. Um, I personally mm -hmm. don't care and I use it left and right. Just thinking of like that cultural baggage that comes with it and addressing it if it needs to. Okay, thank you. Rock the boat. Hey, why not? Um, and, and also, if you go on Instagram, follow Chingona Definition. That's Melina Duarte, who is an amazing woman. And she is, um, she's one of the people who's been doing this for years. I have it on my office door, Chingona, and it's the definition. And it's like boss, badass, you know, it's like powerful woman and powerful women have scared people and i gotta say in our culture powerful women have scared a lot of people and we come up and we're reclaiming our power so everybody just go out there and be it and thank you oscar for using that in our um in the title of your talk because that is like code for yes this is our topic this is our guy right here um, thank you everybody again for being here. Remember, set this third Tuesday of each month, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, we, we have um, Heather coming in next month for Black History Month. And then after that, we're going to do something around Women's History Month. So we've got all sorts of great things. If you would like to be a speaker, a presenter, please let Marisa and myself know. And if you would like to check out past meetings, we have a Google folder filled with videos and there is one that's called message starters. And by the end of that, you can have a really great bio that you can use in your about summary in the first person um, on your LinkedIn or wherever. So utilize our resources, everything's free. We're all volunteers. We're just here to help each other move forward. That's what we're all about. We're mentors, we're comadres. Um, you know, we've been up, we've been down. We're all here to support each other. So thank you again. We'll see you next month. And thank you. Thank Oscar you everyone. And You're welcome. Thank, thank you everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Career Talk with OG. Be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.